Well, before today's episode gets underway, we just wanted to, uh, you know, take a little time today to uh, remember one of our fallen brethren, uh, Josh Odom. Uh, he's been uh, one of our friends through the Ad Free Show family. He's been a part of the Ad Free Show, uh, you know, technical side of it, premier streaming network technical side, a little bit of impact, a little bit of everything. That dude's done a lot of stuff, and uh, we're saddened of his passing, so we just wanted to take a moment to, uh, you know, honor him and pay our respects to, uh, you know, his wife, his family, or his kids, and then, you know, of course, all of his family and his Ad Free Show family and wrestling family in general. Once again, uh, we just want to give a, you know, shout out to Josh Odom, hell of a man, hell of a life, and uh, some of our moments that we enjoy on certain uh, podcasts, he was actually a part of. So he was actually, you know, we pride ourselves in a relaxation and a sit back of uh, life. He was a part of that on more podcasts than we'll ever know. So I want to give a, uh, we're, uh, we're in this together and uh, rest in peace, Josh, you'll be missed. Love a man. Love me, your brother. Love a man. Season two, episode four, however we uh, label it, of uh, your show. That's right. It's the Kickout Crew, um, and you know we want to welcome uh, Adam in too. But uh, <laughs> that's uh, that's an Easter egg for everybody. But uh, want to appreciate all the feedback we got from last week's episode. You know that one actually did go as planned compared to you know things previous. But I want to thank you for the feedback. Uh, you know, enjoy uh, all the positive reinforcement from that. Adam! Adam from Bama! <laughs> He's here! Whoa! Yay! Everybody clap for Adam! Everybody clap for Adam. He's here with all of his belts and a bunch of other memorabilia. It's good to see you. That's a nice-looking bed there. It's red. That's my, that's my bed Georgia Bulldogs, brother. Georgia Bulldogs. Yes, sir. I like, and I, I like you just a little bit less now. <laughs> Ooh! <laughs> I wish I was so, uh, I I talking. <laughs> all right yeah 
I'll introduce our guest here. We have a big guest today. He is the former MLW National Openweight Champion. He is the Suplex Assassin. He is the captain of the Boom IA Fight Club. He is the winner of MLW Battle Riot 2023. And he is the man, Alex Kane. Next world heavyweight champion also. I'm going to whoop Hammerstone's ass. For the absolutely. You absolutely are. July 8th at Never July Say 8th, Never. Never Say Never. That's the day before my birthday. That'll be a great birthday gift. It's going to be a great birthday gift. It's going to be a great life milestone gift. So, so Alex, we're going to go ahead and kick this off, ask you a bunch of different questions, if that's all right. Yeah, that's great. I like Kevin's answering gonna, questions. If you can Kevin's tell, I like start to us talk. Off. Yeah, well, that's all right. So do I. So do I. And that, so everybody uh, everybody doesn't like it, though. But, you know. But uh, go ahead, Devin. All right. So I would just like to start from the top. How did you get into this crazy wrestling business? Oh, how did I get into the wrestling business? Well, uh, I was um, I was in like, it wasn't like, it wasn't my, it was my last year of college, but it wasn't my last year of college. Um, it was the, it was the moment I was like, I, I can't do this anymore. Um, so I was like looking up wrestling schools and uh, there was, um, what is his name? Part of the Rock and Roll Express, Robert Gibson. Robert Gibson had a school near me. Um, and then A.R. Fox had a school a little bit further from me. Um, so like I was trying to make that decision. I hit up Robert Gibson first. His school was seeming kind of sketchy. So I was like, nah. I went to the WWE 4. They have a show every Thursday. Um, now it's streaming on YouTube. Um, and they're actually doing pretty well. Um, but they they had a they had a school show. I went to that. Um, I think I believe I saw Ike Cross versus Alan Angels. Um, I don't know if you know who Ike Cross is. Uh, you definitely know who Alan Angels is. Yeah. Um, and like <laughs> just like watching them go at it. Like there were some things in the like the I didn't like the whole leg slapping thing or whatever that happened in that match, but I didn't know what was going on. All I heard was that, and I was like, "Whoa, holy shit! How did he do that?" Um, so. I, I one thing I went to a, like another school show or two before I actually signed up, um, and I actually got to meet Fox and like talk to him one on one. And to tell you, like I didn't I didn't know who Fox was before signing up. Like I looked at the I looked at the website. He seemed important or whatever. I just never seen him on TV anywhere. Um, but like the I, when I saw him, like I got instant goosebumps. Like you knew he was somebody. Just like it, but the way he carried himself, his presence, you knew he was somebody. Um, but he was like so super chill. He answered all of my questions. Um, he even let me get in the ring before I paid. Uh, <laughs> but it, like we didn't do anything crazy. We did some roles and stuff. Um, uh, I signed up the week after that. And then it was just like pounding training or whatever. But he didn't waste my time or anything like that. We got down to it. Um, I think like six months like into my training, I ended up debuting. Um, so I guess I was sucking up everything pretty quickly. Um, but before that, I was doing like a lot of refing. I'd ref the school shows. One time I ref like one of our big super shows. I ref every single match and then fucked up the main event. Because <laughs> uh, it was like, I was, I, I got so accustomed to the falsies or whatever. And then I thought like, 
I, I counted one, two, and then I stopped or whatever because like oh, I was waiting for him to kick out, but he didn't. Um, uh, funny enough, Theory was there, and Theory was like, uh, "Man, I thought you were about to make a heel turn or something." And I was like, "No, I just fucked up." Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's that's kind of where that started. Um, so yeah, training with Ar Fox, uh, the the I would say the best wrestler in the world, um, has made me into one of the best wrestlers in the world. Funny how that works out. So I got I want to jump on something you just said. Um, you said heel turn. Mm-hmm. All right. So I've I've been watching a lot. And I, I watch MLW anyway, and I go to shows. I live in Philadelphia. I live uh, 20 minutes outside Philadelphia. So I've mm-hmm. gone to a lot of shows. What what would you, what are you? Like, because here's the thing. You're mm-hmm. you're a bad guy. You're a good mm-hmm. guy. You're slapping the crowd's hands. Then you're getting booed. What, what is this character? Uh, so initially when I started, when I, my debut with MLW, like I, I, when I came out, I got a pop or whatever, which is cool, I guess new guy or whatever, suplex assassin, sounds cool. Um, I destroyed Butt Heavy, um, got booed. I was also with King Mo and they also, they hate King Mo. Um, so I think when he when he left and I got paired with Mr. Mr. Thomas, um, I think just over time, like even with me cheating and doing all this other stuff or whatever, people started to like, okay, this guy's an asshole or whatever, but like, he's good on the mic and he's charismatic. Maybe we can kind of get behind him. Um, initially when, uh, when I created the Bumaya Fight Club um, and like chanting Bumaya and stuff like that, like people weren't really with it. Um, but it was one of those things where it's like, you just kind of keep like got it throwing it out the wall or whatever. Like when, when Roman Reigns came with the whole acknowledge me thing, when I first heard that, I'm like, bro, what, the, what are you talking about? What, what, what are we doing here? <laughs> uh, but he just kept on and kept on. So it's the same thing with Bumaye. Um, and I think through some of the stories that I've had, like I've, I've, ex- I guess I've had some adversity or whatever, and people can um, relate to that. Um, and then like being screwed out of the Opera Cup, even though I stole it, but I mean, it is what it is. I mean, they were trying to keep me out of the tournament. Um, I think also uh, being made an alternate in the in the previous Opera Cup or whatever, and not actually getting getting to compete in it was another thing. But I mean, Bume is just fun to say. Um, so I think like people just kind of got behind it. And like, even though I was still cheating, like I cheated in the uh, Davy Boy match, the first one, scored him in the eyes of Bume juice to get the win. Um, I think that, I guess nowadays in wrestling, like you, people like the bad guys or whatever, but it's, it's like that in all media. Um, so I think that's the kind of effect that I'm having on people. Um, it's like Randy Orton as a baby face. Like he's still Randy Orton or whatever, but he's a good guy. I don't know. The context changes. Well, yeah, you said che- something it's, there. It's not cheating if you don't get caught. That's just. Yeah, exactly. Was, it's not cheating you if you don't get caught. You, you said uh, he's an asshole, but it's okay. I'm saying he's an asshole, but he's our asshole. Yeah. So that's yeah, what yeah. makes um, it okay. I remember I was talking to uh, Shane Taylor about, you know, like, how to, I guess, how to, how to, how to navigate this lane uh, as well as I, as well as I possibly can. And that's exactly what he said. Like, yeah, you're an asshole. You're a bad guy, but you're our bad guy. You're our asshole. Um, And, you know, because it happened organically, it's special. 
because it's not like MLW was like forcing me down people's throats. Like, oh yeah, cheer this guy. This guy's the baby face. This guy's the good guy. This guy's your hero. It's like, it just happened organically. And that's what makes it special. Mm, that's nice. All right. Uh, well, hey, you mentioned Davy Boy Smith or Davy Boy Smith Jr. And mm-hmm. I watched that match uh, recently with the no ropes. Mm-hmm. Uh, how how uh, tough was that uh, to adjust to? Um, it wasn't. I'm gonna be honest with you. It wasn't super hard to adjust to. Um, I don't really touch the ropes that often. So I mean, the I guess the biggest challenge there was like not getting thrown out of the ring. Um, but like I was, it kind of felt like like wrestling in college, like on a mat, there's no ropes there anyway or whatever. So it's kind of in my element. Um, but it was uh, it was definitely an experience, an experience I would like to experience again. That's a mouthful. <laughs> so, I'm sorry, uh, Devin. I don't, mean to, I don't mean to step all over you. Go ahead, bud. <laughs> no, I've, absolutely not. That was a good question. Um, you say you wrestled in college. Is, that, mm-hmm. is there any of uh, like – former wrestlers or current wrestlers that you model your work after um as collegiate athletes not really not so much but like actual like pro wrestlers um definitely kurt angle definitely shelton benjamin um brock lesnar was a huge influence on me and that's not how that's not how i came to the suplex assassin (laughs) but that's what that's what kind of what i started working with before i came up with the suplex assassin Uh, taz definitely um, I've been called this generation's Taz, which is dope as hell. Um, I got some, I got some Triple H in there. I got some Randy Orton in there. Um, I try to, I try to, I try to dip into as many bags as I possibly can, um, and just try to make, you know, shit work for me. You know, I want to, I want to touch on something real quick there because you, you mentioned it, uh, Brock Lesnar, and I, mm-hmm. for everybody at home that doesn't know what the Battle Riot is, the Battle Riot is like a Royal Rumble. Uh, however, you can pin, you can submit. You can do all kinds of things different you, that, to get the, the victories. Mm-hmm. And you, in this Battle Riot 5 as the winner, it was very similar to me the way that the Brock Lesnar uh, from a few years ago was, where people were coming to the ring and you were just getting rid of them, except in a different mm-hmm. way. You were choking them out. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, how many uh, eliminations did you have, and how tired were you in the middle of that match? I, I don't remember how many eliminations I had. I have to go back and watch it. Um, I can't remember. I know it was a lot because I think I did. I set a record. I think I you set, set a record. record for time. For time, yeah, I didn't <laughs> set a record from eliminations, but I had. I mean, I, I had a good. I had a good chunk of eliminations there. Um, I was. I uh, before before uh, we did battle right. Like, I, I think like a month or two ago. Like, court told me that I was going in at number one or whatever. He didn't tell me anything else. He told me I was going in at number one. Um, he says, like, work on your cardio. And I was like, my cardio is always already good. But now it's got to be even better. Um, I think by, I want to say, Leo Rush, I was like, am I going to be able to do this? Like, as soon as I saw him come out, I was like, he fast too. He liked to move out here to run around. Like, I'm about to be. <laughs> but um, the, the point in the match where I end up getting knocked out of the ring because I'm always trying to choke out Calvin or whatever and I'm on the floor, that was, that was definitely needed. And also getting, a, also getting a little water break was also needed too. Um, well, I thought that that, honestly, God, I thought that when Leo Rush came in was the absolute worst time for you. You had just oh, choked yeah. out like five guys and you yeah. had this nut job. I knew you weren't going to choke him out in a minute. Nope. So I'm thinking, <laughs> oh man, but yeah, good for you. Again, guys, sorry, go. <laughs> no that was fantastic 
Uh, <laughs> so there, you work with a lot of guys in that battle, right? Is there any guys mm-hmm. that you specifically like working with more than like any of them the rest? Um, I haven't like as far as like outside of battle riot, I really haven't had a chance to to work with a lot of those people, whether on the independents or at MLW. Um, but one, I guess, like one little moment that I had with Ray Jazz, like I felt like I think we have really, really good chemistry, and I'd really love to come back to that, whether it be like a feud, a storyline, or just or just a match, just a showcase match. Um, he's also a collegiate, uh, former collegiate athlete, a very, very good one, better than me. Um, but um, yeah, I would love to. Uh, I'd love to get in there with him. Um, I feel like we'd make magic. No, that would be cool. Uh, Mike James, you guys got any questions? For I, him? I got one. Uh, you mentioned the the boom IA thing. Like you just had to kind of you set it a bunch to get it over and get it over. You know, mm-hmm. is there is there one time where it clicked in your head like, okay, this is finally starting to catch traction? Like, how did that? Uh, you know, they finally start um, feeding back to it. The moment I knew that, like, okay, we really really have something here, uh, was that uh, the first match with Davy Boy um, in Philly. Um, they were chanting, they were chanting Bume hella hard. I didn't even, the music just played, the music just hit and they were just, they were just coming up on that. Um, and then that no ropes match is when I really, where I really knew, okay, boom, we're in here. Bume really is for the people because that place was fucking rocking. <laughs> that shit was rocking. I was so fucking hyped. Um, yeah, and then Battle Riot was was its own thing because then they were just doing it or whatever. I wasn't even uh, – I think a few times I did say it or whatever. I don't know if they heard me or not, but they were – every single time an elimination happened, they were chanting Boom A. Like, that shit was dope as hell. But at least when I was in there. Well, that's that Philadelphia crowd, right? What do you think of those mm-hmm. them and what do you think of that ECW arena? Uh, man, to, to like I said uh, when I was getting – when I – talking about my, my debut, like, the fact that I was able to get over – the first time in Philly, because every because before everybody was like, "Yo, this is a really really hard crowd. You know, if you fuck up, they're gonna let you know." Like, there there is not with the bullshit out here. Um, so to be able to kind of endear myself to them, like, yeah, I was getting booed, like sure, but like they could have also not gave a damn about me and just like kind of just been like, "Okay, we're not fucking Scott. Scott doesn't have it. Whatever it is." Um, I love that crowd. That crowd loves me. Um, it's a it's a very mutual relationship. So yeah, that um, I, like I said, I'm only 25 minutes outside there. I've been to that arena a lot. If you could save me a parking space uh, for July 8th, that'd be a real big help. Because I'll tell you what, every time I park there, I'm freaking thinking about it the whole time that I'm getting towed out of there. It's terrible. But other than that, <laughs> it's a great place to. Uh, it's a great arena. It's a great time. It's a great environment. It's fun. And I'll tell you what, MLW does a great job of production. Um, and listen, there's another organization that's been there uh, a bunch too, and it doesn't look nearly as good as how you guys do with all the uh, graphics and everything like that. So it mm-hmm. looks really good on TV. I think you make you you uh, clean that place pretty good. So <laughs> that's good stuff. I was curious if there's anybody in particular that you have the most chemistry with. You know, like there's one person that you get in the ring with that you can just feel it like, okay, we're going to have a damn good match. Regardless of what we do, I just have this chemistry with this person. Is there anybody in particular that you feel like you have that chemistry with? In MLW or just in wrestling? MLW or anybody in particular um, that you just feel like 
as far as as far as like just like being in the ring with somebody and having great chemistry with them, uh, Thomas, uh, Mr. Thomas, we, we haven't wrestled, but like we've we've tagged uh, whatever. We have really good chemistry, um, both in the ring and outside of the ring. Um, as far as just like wrestling, uh, wrestling as a whole, uh, my favorite opponent, his name is Damian Tangra. Um, we we trained together. Uh, he was the guy. He he's the guy I'm feuding with right now in a promotion in Georgia right now. Um, but he was also the first person. He was also my. He was also my first feud ever in wrestling. Um, I won my first championship off of him, uh, the WWE Four Internet Championship. Um, like our he has a jujitsu background. I have my wrestling background. So we mesh really well there. Then we also get along very well. Um, so like I can go in there with him and we can either we can call it or we can we can just shoot it or whatever. Either way, it's going to be an amazing match. Mike, what do you got, buddy? Um, well, you did say at one time that uh, you're a big fan of Jeff Hardy. Have you ever met him in person or anything? I have not met Jeff Hardy yet. Um, I think it's still a possibility that I can. So I can tell him that. You know, it was you versus Undertaker for the undisputed titles. The is the match. It was like, yep, we're gonna become a professional wrestler. Um, I think that would be cool. Or hopefully, he cares. Hopefully, yeah, I'm sure he does. That's you a know, good guy. Funny the way you said it about that Philadelphia crowd getting behind you. Um, they also got behind another uh, MLW uh, personality. His name is Microman. Have you mm -hmm. had any uh, interactions with him? Other than the battle riot, no. But I would love to get. I would love to have a match with Microman. Microman is the goat, in my opinion, greatest of all time. Um, <laughs> he's uh, he's he's just awesome. Like there's there's nothing you can really say bad about him. Um, I really I wish I spoke more Spanish so I could actually have a conversation with him. Um, but even just like nonverbal stuff, he's really really dope. Nice. So the next night, after the next week on MLW, you were uh, watching the match with uh, Hammerstone and um, and Mr. Uh, what's I'm sorry, Mr. Mr. Thomas. Thomas, Mr. Thomas. I had it there, Thomas Sharp. Ha. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, you were on the announce team, mm -hmm. and I thought you were uh, quite a natural at that. Is that something you can see yourself getting into eventually? Uh, yeah. Um. At first, I was I was the, my very first time on commentary. I was so freaking nervous. I was like, "What do you even? What do you do? Like, what do you do? Like, how do like how do y'all come off so smooth?" Uh, but once I kind of got the hang of it, and I just realized like I can just be I can be my I can be the same way I am on the mic. Um, it it was just like okay, we we can do this. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, I hope they give me more opportunities to be on commentary. I enjoy it. I enjoy interacting with Joe and, and Matt Stryker. It's cool to be interacting with Matt Stryker because, again, watching him growing up on TV is is kind of nuts. He's nuts, actually. Um, <laughs> very, very crazy individual. Devin, what else you got, bud? Um, so we mentioned his name a lot, Mr. Thomas. Uh, mm -hmm. Is there any classic Mr. Thomas road stories you can tell us? Um, <laughs> or do you not ride with him? Uh, not really. No, I really don't. I, we really, I mean, like when I get to Philly or I get to wherever we are or whatever, if he has like a rental car or something or whatever, we'll go get food. Um, but really nothing crazy has really happened. Um, he's a hoe, uh, not, but not a, not a hoe in the sense of like other people, but he is a hoe. He's, he's very much a thought. 
Um, and it is, it is very. I, I can't wait. So he's coming on in two weeks. Just so you yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that is the first question out. he's getting asked. So there yeah. you go. Man, a whole Would you consider yourself a hoe? Yeah. <laughs> no, don't say hoe. You can't say hoe, but you can say thought. Are you a thought? He's going to be. All right. That's funny. Oh, I, I think okay. that uh, we've had enough for the first question part. We should hop into this match. All right, yeah, get the match started. I'm sure I can ask something. Also, I will me. say, just so I'm not, so I'm just, I'm not uh, dragging down Mr. Thomas. Um, he's <laughs> definitely been, he's like, honestly, he's been one of my favorite things about MLW. Um, once we got put together, like I didn't know if we were gonna mesh or not, um, but just like the chemistry that we had at first and how encouraging he is, um, how, um, how, how do I say this? Um, He's like, a, he's like, I mean, I have an older brother, but he's, he's almost like another older brother. Um, he's just, he's just a really, really dope and genuine human being. I can't wait for it's him. It's so much better when you talk shit about him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always, I mean, it's always better when I talk shit about him, but uh, yeah, he's a, love that guy. While they get this match going, one more thing. Uh, Duke, the dumpster Drosy was in the battle riot mm -hmm. and you were pulling out his prosthetic. You know what sucks about that is, um, obviously we talked about it before or whatever. It's a prosthetic yeah, yeah, shits are fucking expensive. Um, but uh, the next day or whatever, when we were all leaving or whatever, he's like, I was like, oh, damn, I really wish you would have got like the leg off. And then I, I go to pull the leg off like while we're sitting in the hotel lobby and i'm like damn why wasn't it this easy like last night like this would have been like the greatest moment ever oh that bitch off and walk rock around with it but it just it, it wasn't meant to be there that was, was one of those things happenings one of those moments my friend um james you want to go ahead and introduce this match oh what match is that you ask well it is alex kane versus alex hammerstone for the pcw Ultra Heavyweight Championship. It took place at PCW All Systems Go. Uh, it took uh, that went down October 22nd, 2021, at the ILWU Memorial Hall in Wilmington, California, at a match length of a little over 20 minutes. Boom. <laughs> that was impressive. Thanks, man. All right. We ready? We are ready. We never do the countdowns right. We and if you look on the screen, a lot of the information I just read is right at the bottom. So it really <laughs> helped a lot on this video. <laughs> All right. Three, two, one, go. <laughs> so good at that. It, it makes it more official when there's a countdown. I know. I know. It's true. That's true. Man, I'll tell you what. You are a scary, scary guy. <laughs> I'm not, but I'm an Oscar. I'm talking oh, to Alex. My head, my head. I definitely have like an intimidation on your side. Twenty pounds heavier. You know here. what? All of you do the same thing. I, that you are the third guy in a row that has come on. Thrill Billy says the same thing. Look at that guy. Look at I had some weight on me there. <laughs> <laughs> AJ Kazana, same thing. Alex, have you ever done any? Um... Any work with uh, New South Wrestling? Uh, yeah, I've done. I did a little bit with them. I did a little bit with them. I seen you had a match with Derek Neal. I'm I'm a big, big fan of Derek Neal. I love Derek Neal. He's he's also one of my favorite opponents. 
he's one of those guys, whether we call it or whether we just shoot the shit, uh, it'll be a good one. He's one of them guys that just makes it look legit. I mean, he he puts everything behind it, and he's going to make you feel it. All right, so Alex versus Alex here. <laughs> and Did you make any jokes to him? Like uh, loser loses the name or anything? No, I haven't. Uh, <laughs> no, I haven't. I, I like the blonde I mean, pants that he's wearing. I mean, it, it's a look. It, it's, def- <laughs> it's definitely a look. Right? <laughs> Somebody's going to get these hands. Oh, my oh, gosh. Jesus. Jeez, oh, man. <laughs> Such a young, a young, young Alex Kane. So this was two years ago, so pretty quick after the pandemic, right? Pretty quick after the pandemic, pretty quick after this was, this was like, I think the week after Hammerstone wrestled fall two for the world title, actually, because um, there's a spot in this match uh, that you'll see later on with his ankle or whatever. So every, it, it was, it was cool. I think we're pretty good fans of Fatu. He's dude, yeah. He's as great. an honorary oos myself, I would like to say <laughs> we are fans of uh, you know Fatu. Is it lagging hella hard for you two, or is it just me? A little bit. <laughs> that show yeah, is baby. I do want to say I want to ask uh, a big ass dude like this, like uh, how do you go about a match like? With let's say a smaller guy, and then let's say like a, a bigger guy like this, like what's the what's the little different strategy that you uh, you know go for? There really is no different strategy uh, for. I mean, there may be like I may I may not use the same like suplexes. Um, yeah, I try to tailor my suplexes to to my opponents as far as their size goes, but it's still I'm still going to try to work the same strategy until it doesn't work, and then I'm going to find something different. So it's like walk out, beat ass, pin, <laughs> walk back. Pretty much. Boom, my yeah. If there's any bumps <laughs> in the road, then we got to address those bumps in the road. Yeah. Do you prefer going against a, a bigger size guy, or do you prefer maybe somebody a little bit smaller in stature? To make, is there, is I ain't got a preference. Uh, I ain't got a preference. I, I like I like a challenge, and sometimes I like somebody's a little speedy where you know i have to like really like catch them catch them um i always enjoy no, having somebody that. bigger in the ring that way they can just sling my ass all over the ring well see i don't have to get slung i like to do the slinging <laughs> i was above 50 back then though so <laughs> what about being on the outside how, how yeah. are you on the outside of the uh in the crowd and stuff like that do you, do you enjoy that part of it uh, being like what like watching matches as a fan no 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 like when you guys are outside the ring fighting oh uh, yeah i I, en- I thoroughly enjoy that shit um i think i enjoy it a little just just a tint a bit more than like some of the in-ring stuff um because i like engaging with the crowd themselves um so yeah i, I enjoy that if i can we can get to the outside i mean i got my, i got some tips and tricks on the outside too so uh when you engage with the crowd, do you kind of have a predetermined like I'm going to say this, I'm going to say this, or are you just like in the moment feeling it, like in uh, the moment reacting off of what they're saying? I mean, mm-hmm. like I have, I, I have like normal shit that I say or whatever, and if they react off of that, I'll run with that. If they don't react off of that, I'll say something else. 
pretty much just freestyling it out there, like whatever yeah. comes to your head. Yeah. Do you guys call this match in the ring, or do you guys go over it before? Uh, we went over this match before. Uh, Hammerstone, actually, this was actually, what was this? This was right, yeah, right around the time that I signed or whatever, but I'm still pretty new in wrestling because I think I was like two or three years in, but like really two years of actually like working independent shows because um, of the pandemic and shit. Um, so I was a ball of nerves. Um, Hammerstone John Cena this match for me. So it was definitely one of the easiest matches I've ever had in my life. You were his first title defense right here because he just yeah. beat No Mortis for the title. And so you were his first title defense. Yeah. So, man, I'll tell you, it is something to watch you two in the ring here uh, because you you just seem like two completely different styles, but you work well together. And like you said, you plan this out ahead of time and everything like that, but uh, how much are you communicating in the ring? Oh, that, that's that's uh, that's one of the biggest things. Um, you got to – like I – a lot of re- like wrestling fans and some wrestlers or whatever – they get so caught up on, you know, okay, if we call this in the back, then like whoever's in the ring's got to remember every single thing or whatever. And, you know, you can't get lost. You can't get off track or anything like that. Uh, but the pros, like, especially like WWE, it's actually where I kind of learned it is like they're communicating all throughout the match, whether it's like maybe changing something or it's, uh, you know, reminding you of something or uh, even, especially in WWE, I, w- I haven't gotten to the point where I can do it, but like encouraging each other. Like I remember I was, uh, I, w- I didn't pay for the seminar, but I was just there because it was Evolve. Uh, but Adam Cole did a seminar um, and he was talking about how when he wrestled Daniel Bryant, like Daniel Bryant was in there, one, they were talking about the match itself, but Daniel Bryant was in there encouraging him like, yo, you're doing fucking awesome. Like keep fucking going. Like, uh, you know, yo, take your fucking moment, like shit like that. And I thought that was really, really dope. Um, and it just makes the performance that much better um, to be able to communicate. Um, I just think it's funny that Hammer, Hammer was just like, I'm not, we're, I'm not hiding and or concealing any of this. Uh, you see us talking? Cool. You don't see us talking? Also cool. Do I really care? No, because like it's it's also, it also goes back to John Cena, like People pay one. People buy front row tickets to hear him call call shit out there anyway. Also, um, you would rather everything go off as crisp as it possibly can than trying to, you know, whisper it or or like keep it concealed or what. How what whatever whatever uh, terminology you would like to use, um, and then it go the spot or the match go completely fucking awry. Um, so I'd rather talk to you, people be able to see us talking or whatever, because, I mean, unless you can actually hear me, you don't know if I'm talking shit to this guy or if I'm actually we're communicating about what's going on in the ring. Um, but I would rather things go, with off, go, without a, go off without a hitch and everybody be safe than be worried about some, dare I say it, Mark, be mad that we're fucking talking. You know, a, I... I- You've taken control of this match. It was something great. I love that you threw him off the top, the top turnbuckle and everything like that. But you make a good point. Uh, 
listen, I don't look for guys talking. I don't look for leg slaps. I don't look for anything like that. I'm just there to enjoy the enjoy the time. And I think people that actually Amen. go out of their way to try to find it, to try to find those things, are really missing out on just a great yes. show. Uh, exactly. So I mean, you have five uh, really big fans here, and we're not looking to poke holes in anything. We're just looking to enjoy ourselves. Mm-hmm. And then even if you do hear somebody talking, it, it, I mean, they still have to execute everything and make it look good. So yeah, I mean, that's the whole thing. Just because you heard something doesn't mean that necessarily can be good or bad. I mean, they still have to go out there and execute whatever they got going on. Exactly. Like, um, like when I hear people talk about like leg slaps and, you know, trying to make noise and like, oh, well, you know, this wouldn't sound like this. It doesn't matter whether it, whether realistically a punch, uh, a punch to the face would sound like that. It doesn't matter. Um, it's the sound that people are reacting to. And that's, that's, what's important. Um, everything in this, like before people used to stomp and punch, Stomping and punching, you're not gonna right. you, don't, you, don't, you don't punch somebody and stomp or stomp somebody and punch. Like that's not real. That that's that's there's nothing real about that. You don't you wouldn't do that in a fight. So yeah, you wouldn't slap your leg when you hit somebody or whatever, but you also wouldn't stomp the ground when you hit somebody. It's about that making ex- that explains that explains why I lost that fight because I was stomping the ground. Yeah, see that guy. See, see, you're messing up, but like um If if what you're doing while you're slapping your leg or you're like AR Fox likes to clap or whatever when he kicks people, um, like people are focused on the 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 move or whatever, whatever's happening in that moment or whatever, they're not focused on the clapping his hands or slapping his leg. Um, because like that's not what's supposed to be focused on. If you're if you're focused on that, that means you're looking for that or whatever. Yeah. And like you said, Brad, like you're 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 really not trying to have a good time here that's the main thing because like i go like when i go to wrestling shows and stuff like i don't give a fuck about leg slaps or who's talking or whatever i don't give a shit and half the time i don't even notice it i'm there to escape like the bullshit you know like life i'm there for a show i'm there to have a good time cheer the good guys boo the bad guys like i'm there i I get lost in the moment i don't give a fuck and like oh did you hear him say this no (laughs) because i wasn't paying attention to that I was enjoying like the moment, you know. I love how you're working the crowd here. I love that yeah. you have you're dominating the match. I, I uh, he had you when you landed on him on the apron. He had his ribs have to be hurting. Oh yeah, they definitely they were definitely hurting. I I, I pull I pull nothing with that one because I can't. <laughs> I was I was curious. You had him set up for maybe like a T-ball suplex, and he just threw him down on the ground. Was so, there, was there so a, that that right there was they were if since we don't have the sound on they really, you really can't hear him but they were like we want a suplex I hadn't thrown a suplex I didn't this entire match up to this point um and I get Hammer was like like grab me for one or whatever or whatever and just see how they react so I grabbed them or whatever and they were like yeah 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 and I threw him down you know, being a heel, like you dirty you'll, heel, you'll, you'll get it. You'll get it on my time. Cause I kept, I kept tapping my wrist. Like you're, it's on my time. It's on my time. Um, I just thought that was a, a fun little moment being an asshole. So right here, choking him out like this is exactly how you put out probably about, I mean, was it seven, eight guys at least mm-hmm. in the battle? Maybe more. I, I, I can't really remember. And even that's how you won the match. So it's, it's just a dump. It's just so dominant as a, of a finisher to me, and I also love all the suplexes. I really do. 
Um, are fun. You know, it's funny enough when I first like when I first signed and like Court was trying to like figure out, you know, kind of his vision for me because it was good that I came in with the suplex attack and it's something to build on. Um, but he came up with, you know, the mission of submission. And at first I was not with it at all. Cause like my, my little catchphrase is like, you about to get all this work. Um, but when I look back on it now, I'm like, I'm glad that, but like really, I really didn't do submissions or whatever when I came in, like even on the Indies, I really didn't do submissions. Like I would bust out an ankle lock every now, every now and again, but that was really it. Um, but you know, over time with the mission of submission, mission is submission or whatever. Like I've had to like really brush up on like finding submissions that I enjoy doing that I can pull off and get on and, and hit on anybody. Um, but yeah, at first I was like, um, okay. Like the mission of submission isn't all, isn't just about like actual submission moves. It's about, you know, like submitting somebody to your will or submitting them to my will or whatever, which is whatever the fuck I want. Um, that's, another, that's another cool way to look at it, in my opinion. I'll tell you, what adds to that ankle lock is your facials. And just, it's really not even what you're doing with the ankle. It's just everything you're doing else, like your face, you're, you're yelling. Yeah, I mean, just, tap, tap, make, make him tap. Yeah, that's, that's, that's something I didn't realize before. Cause I try to hold that, try to hold his big ass fucking leg. It's, a little bit lower and just focused and focused even more on the facials and, and all that other stuff. Cause that's really what, what's important. You ain't, you ain't really the, you know, you're not really like right torquing that thing, especially actually injured or whatever. Uh, those little nuances make it make a world of difference though. Those just that little tap or just, just those little extra deals make a huge difference in the match. I believe. I'm oh really my, yeah, excited. most definitely. I'm really excited for your next match because I think the people are behind you, and I think this uh, Hammerstone reign is coming to an end. <laughs> it's got so, it has to. It has one thing to. I I like that you said earlier, Alex, is that uh, you said that you're about 20 pounds heavier here. Well, mm-hmm. we can really tell that you play a great character here. You you're really toned in on like who you are and yourself. And now two years later, I feel like you've got your body now set and like you're you're finally completing the whole package. Is that what you're yeah. kind of feeling? Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, Cause like at this time I thought like I had, I had to, I had to be, I had to like be physically heavier or whatever to be trying to taken seriously, but it's not, it's, I guess the suplex assassin character, it was never about me being this big ass dude or whatever. It was never about that. It was never about being super heavy. It was, more about you know i th- i think i think it's actually cooler that i was a smaller guy i still i'm still a decent sized guy i'm not I'm not playing myself and saying that like i'm i'm tiny or anything like that but to be like um, i guess a medium-sized big guy or whatever and to be but to be able to do what i'm able to do um with the t- techniques and shit that i have i think that's like the bigger like the bigger part of it um but i actually I enjoy wrestling more now that I'm like 20 pounds lighter. Um, I move better, cardio's better. Um, I still look pretty big, so I'm 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 cooler where I'm at right now. 
how hard is it uh when you're first learning out to like kind of let the moment you know breathe a little bit not just like speed up and go and go and go that's the most difficult thing on the fucking planet and like that (laughs) it really it comes with time and a little bit of discipline um no not not a little bit lots of discipline um because like you get so excited you want to get to the next thing but like because you don't want the crowd to like come down in it you want them to just stay up but you can't Mm -hmm. do that because it's a roller coaster ride and you got to take them on that ride so you got to let things simmer a little bit you got to bring shit back up um but yeah that's that's really really hard um that's what people mean when we if you ever hear like like a like an og say like slow down like that's mm-hmm. what that's what that means. Like slow down and like like really like live in those moments. If they're if they're behind you, if they're fucking with you, like like revel in that, engage with them. Like don't just go to the next thing. The next thing doesn't matter. Yeah, the moment that you're in, that's what matters. That was the hardest thing for me to do. Oh yeah, because I was I was so small. That I felt like I was had to keep moving, keep moving, and you're killing you're killing yourself and you're killing the match. Nah, I don't like think I ever grasped that concept. Yeah, like, like when you're a smaller guy, when you like, if you if you set if you're in the if you're in the ring with like a bigger guy, like if you set it up to where you know you haven't got this guy off their feet, you haven't got the guy on their feet, and like there's nothing you can do to get this guy off his feet or whatever. But then you finally get him off his fucking feet. You gotta you gotta revel in that moment, especially if the people have been along with you on the ride. They're like there with you. Like you gotta like. You got to embrace that feeling like, yeah, let's fucking go. I finally knocked the guy off his damn feet. Let's finish this shit. Like some shit like that. Um, but that's kind of what you need in those moments. Absolutely. Just, oh, I knocked his feet. Let me just go up and do some, do some, do something else cool. Yeah. You kind of, you kind of just said something about like uh, what you did earlier, but it's kind of vice versa when you're being a heel in this match. Where you went to do the suplex, but then pushed it off and waited until later mm-hmm. to actually execute it. Yeah. Mm. So that again is kind of just basking in the moment. Exactly. Like they like the crowd. I mean, Hammer's ex- extreme. He was he's extremely over at PCW. I also I got myself over. Um, so the crowd was kind of split because I I didn't I did have fans there, um, <laughs> but. Like, yeah, low blow. Mm -hmm. I didn't see a low blow. I didn't see it at all. Ruff didn't see it for sure. No, I didn't see it. I got another. uh, I got a question about like, uh, like on one hand, you want the move to breathe or the moment to breathe, but then also like, there's a lot of like good fluidity between y'all. Like, there's no like, all right, we're gonna do this move, then stop, and then we're gonna do this move and stop. Like, how do you juggle the contrast between that? Oh, that is one of those things I really can't explain. Um, it's just kind of just like it, it, it does. It, it, that comes with time. You just gotta yeah. like, uh, like, a, like a feeling. It's it's a feeling, yeah. It's a fe- definitely a feeling. Because there's a lot of times you're watching a match and you're like, they're just going down like a checklist. Like we're gonna do this move, then we're gonna do this move. But like when you when yeah, the fluidity's dudes, that, there, that's when it's yeah, really people good. with that they. That's where that's where storytelling comes into play, and that's where psychology comes into play. And a lot of people don't understand that shit. Cause like, yeah, you can do a thousand, a hundred thousand moves or whatever, and like, 
that's not gonna get you nowhere. But like if you if you set it if you escalate things in a way or whatever, <sighs> like then everything makes sense to everybody else watching. Um, but a lot of dudes don't understand that. Like there but are there definitely are big big moves that you mm -hmm. can't do all the time, and then there's definitely like small moves that you can throw in there as many times as you want to. Definitely a Hulk Hogan type uh, move there. Uh, because uh, yeah, him kicking out at one, come on now. He is a Hulk <laughs> come on Hogan now. mark. <laughs> and I like mean, like Booker T said, we are coming for you. <laughs> like seriously, man. <laughs> He's, I've, I told him that, I called him that, I called him Hulk Hogan, I called him Warrior Hogan in a promo uh, in New York. <laughs> Um, he, 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 he thought that was funny. He thinks that he's not, he thinks that he is not, uh, a Hulk Hogan, like carbon copy, but he is. Uh, Are you serious? Very <laughs> he much definitely so. is. I remember, so he's, I think a fan on Twitter said, oh, you're just a Hulk Hogan wannabe. He was like, I, I wore the red and yellow once and I did the pose. I'm like, dude, it's in everything that you do. There's like six <laughs> shirts. So, yeah, six like, six Hulk Hogan type shirts. Um, yeah, oh, bro, like this feud that we're probably that we're gonna have, I'm going to get his ass in in ways that nobody else has. I can't wait about this Hogan warrior shit. Like who, like Hammerstone? Who are you? Like out? Like if we if we take away the influence of of Hogan and Warrior, like who are you? That's my question. Who about them? Who are you? It almost writes itself, right? <laughs> yeah, it really does. <laughs> so but before you get out of here. His finishing move. How hard is it to take that finishing move? Because it looks like if, if you don't take it right, you could really get hurt. Uh it's not, it's not. I've I wish it I wish I would have done it better just when you at, when you really think about it, it's really not that difficult. If you can if uh, from wrestler speak. If you if you just post up there like it's like it's a regular like stalling suplex, you get your feet straight, keep them shits together, post hard or whatever, everything else is on him. But if like if you're if you're not light, if you I guess if you're not light on like if you don't make yourself light when going when going up for the suplex, yeah, it can it it can end really badly. If you're taller than him or the same height as him, uh you kind of gotta like you while you're coming down, you kinda gotta like pull your legs in it's 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 a it's really, it's a stupid move honestly it, it's it just seems like it's unnatural because when you get it's very to unnatural suplex, it's the you used to going backwards yeah it's it's a very very unnatural move um it's one of the most unrealistic moves i can i can think of because i mean if professional wrestling was not a work because it's a work i'm, I'm not about we're not pulling any fucking bunnies with that shit um you wouldn't you can't pull that move off you he could not if if the other person is not playing ball he's not pulling that move off he's strong he is strong but he ain't that strong ain't nobody that strong. Before we let you go, you mind if I do some rapid fire with the Twitter questions here? Yeah, let's crack it. All right, so uh, here we go with these names. <laughs> All right, Kyle G, aka K Marvel, hashtag Girl Dagass. What is your favorite video game system? What are we doing? Xbox One. <laughs> Xbox One, that's my favorite one. That's what, I, that's what I've been rocking with for several years. All right. Got any Jeez. games that you... Uh... 
I've been playing. My wife just bought the uh, Hogwarts Legacy game. Um, at first, when she bought it, I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna like this or not. But I started playing. And I'm like, yo, this is fucking dope. <laughs> oh, my fiance's birthday is coming up, and I got that in the cart already. So yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he can't. Uh, we can't go an episode without hearing her name a few times. So, um, <laughs> she Pete Spotfest asks Fuji's the score or miseducation of Lauren Hill. Ooh, mm. this is really going to test my black card. Uh, no, uh, the Fuji's <laughs> great answer. Uh, all right. Uh, Midwest match card asks, What's the craziest rumor you have heard about yourself? Ooh. Good question. I like that one better than the other two. <laughs> no, I haven't. I, I haven't. I don't have any crazy rumors about myself. All right. I'm sorry. The <laughs> Jeff A. Uh, I'm going to butcher this. The Jeff Esquia. <laughs> that is not it. Who is your Nailed favorite? It. It's El favorite? Jefe. All right. See that? I'm a problem. <laughs> I'm a real problem. Uh, who is your favorite colleague in, colleague in MLW? uh mr thomas yeah who else yeah it's a that, yeah all right aaron b harold asked world's greatest tag team versus alex kane and so i guess you got to name the tag team and who are you with uh, Mike, i think <laughs> world's greatest tag team versus um mm, 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 mm. chad gable me and Chad Gable was bro. Freaking uh, love it. Nice. Yes. I'm a big Chad Gable guy. That'd sure. be a banger. And who's the tag team? Yeah, the world's greatest tag team. He said. Oh. Okay. All right. A uh, friend of the show, Allison Faye, asks, and you, we all, we all know where this is going. You don't know. How did you decide on this hairstyle? Um. Honestly, <clears throat> I saw Mr. T with it, um, and I thought it, he he looked dope. I think I was watching. 18 or i might have been watching rocky three clubber lang clubber lang uh it was one of the two but i just, i thought it was dope i thought it looked mean um and i i think i i think i cut my very i had my very first one cut in like oh uh, seventh grade when i started playing football I thought it was a mean haircut. And everybody, every, when I cut it first, everyone was like, yo, this shit fits you. Um, I also had another person, another one of my dad's friends tell me that I couldn't wear a mohawk for the rest of my life. I had to get a normal haircut. But look at me now. Look at me now, <laughs> Marvin, on TV wrestling with what? A mohawk. Suck it, bitch. Yeah, my <laughs> I do have a question. How do you feel with uh, Will Hobbs stealing your snarl that you do? He is. I mean, I don't think that. I he's... think he stole it from you, honestly. I think he did. <laughs> I mean, maybe. Um, we're two uh, very, very attractive looking men. Um, and, you know, we have point. similar point. snarls. Um, so, you know, I mean, I think <laughs> a lot of people, when they see me, they're like, oh, is that Will Hobbs? I'm like, Will Hobbs is what twice my size right. that man is huge okay that man is huge um but also like he's a phenomenal like performer so like i can't be mad about being compared or saying people saying i look like him it is what it is maybe we're related somewhere down the line we all are <laughs> yeah pretty much we all are uh last question here is from josh fields friend of the show i'd like to know about the craziest crowd you performed in front of specifically either a really rowdy crowd or a show 
where you had any wild interactions with a fan? Mexico, Tijuana, the crash. Them, those fans are fucking nuts. Like, <laughs> um, they they like to throw beans at you. Um, I've I've never had it happen to me, but they throw piss. Um, oh. if they if you really piss them off, it's fucking gross. Um, but if they're not like if they're not like stupid, stupid, crazy or whatever, they're still nuts to the point to where it's like they they understand what's going on, and they're here to have a fucking good time. You're a baby face and you're a good baby face. We fucking with you. If you are heel and there should be an episode airing here in the next couple months. Uh, yeah. The, yeah. Oh, man. They they cool. gave it to you. They're my favorite. They're my favorite most rowdy crowd. A spoiler. Well, I did something that I wasn't extremely comfortable with doing to them um but conan said it was a great idea and i'm not about to piss off conan in mexico true uh, <laughs> good so, point. uh yeah yeah it was weird so i got a question so your big time your big moment comes you have a contract from awwe same contract same money same dates where you want to pick I can't answer this question because I'm still currently under contract. That's Fucking called tampering, yeah, Mike. Great <laughs> answer. Great answer. Hey, just a... Where would you like to go? Okay, I get it. You're asking the future MLW yeah, heavyweight. He's going to be the face of MLW here. We're worried about either one of those two. Boom. Yeah, I'm, I'm the deal. Boom, Mike. Mike. You didn't know. You didn't know if I whether I could answer that question or not. You asked the question. It wasn't no, a bad don't question. Let, don't let I just can't answer the question. He knew that shit. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, we really appreciate you coming on today. This was a lot of fun. We hope you uh had some fun too. I definitely had some fun. Did you see my face? Yes. <laughs> I definitely want you to have this Rocky Two moment in Philadelphia. Where you uh, shake down the too, dog. Me too. <laughs> so, um, uh, if you plug plug all your stuff. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Alex underscore Kane eleven. Um, follow me on TikTok at the same handle. Uh, Instagram at Suplex Assassin. Don't find me on Facebook, but if you if you're a promoter, you can find me on Facebook. We can be friends because you can put money in my pockets. Um, or if you're a fan, like you're going to be my friend, like you got to buy some merchandise. Like like there there's an entry fee. Um, see, just like that. It's a dope shirt, too. Suplex um, season. Um, uh, did I say tick? Yeah, did I say TikTok? I said TikTok. Yeah, follow me on TikTok. I'm hilarious. Um, and we are too. We can't post anything, Devin. Um, uh, merchandise mlwshop.com. Just type in Alex Kane, you'll see all of my wonderful merchandise. Um, also brainbustertees.com. Type in the suplex assassin, you'll see all of my wonderful, great merchandise that you should buy. Yeah, he with people. See, he bought a sticker. <laughs> <laughs> I did buy a sticker. Devin is yeah, a man of his right. word. He is a man of his word. As long as his wife says it's okay for him to buy it anyway. Right. Hey, yeah. Wife is the boss. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, happy My wife happy back life. here somewhere in the space. <laughs> and she is the boss. Boss. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks again for coming on. We hope to have you on again. And I'm telling you what, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there in uh, July 8th. 
day before my vacation. My wife's not going to like it. Should be all right. Just <laughs> yeah, if you can, just save me a parking space, man. I'd really appreciate it. I'll try to find. I, I really will try to find you one. Yeah, put a cone in one of those behind the yeah. building there. It'll be great. Gotcha. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I can't. I, I got you. I'll try. We'll see. <laughs> all right. Get there early. <laughs> But yeah, hey, as, yeah. as a fan, I do want to say we've we've definitely appreciated the climb that you've been on, and uh, we know that there are way bigger skies on the horizon. So uh, I can't wait to see what the fucking future has in store for you because you are on the come up for sure. Thank you. Top one hundred rated. Top one hundred, man. That's that's big yeah. Time I shit. went from four fourteen to eighty six. I Boom. think that might be the biggest <laughs> jump ever. That's that a hell might, of a jump. That is a that huge might be the biggest sleep. jump ever. So <laughs> after this year. Let's the, the, the uh, top top fifty maybe no 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 shit hey man they may fuck around and find out maybe. top twenty they get Alex Kane and Cabana Man Dan in the match together oh you know um uh on the indies I've I haven't I've kind of I guess moved away from being uh uh hailed from Suplex Island but um there's like a story there between me and cabana man dan because he's a castaway or whatever he's the only person to survive suplex island and now he's back <laughs> um, so there, there's a cool little story that could that could be told there just somebody has to tell it mm-hmm. we may see you one day okay. well, um, thank you right. so much for joining us today I mean, thank you for having been, me once again he is the former mlw national openweight champion he is the captain of the Boom IA Fight Club. He Future is the MLW suplex champion. assassin. He is the winner of the 2023 MLW Battle Riot. The future MLW heavyweight champion, yeah. Alex freaking Kane. I like Alex freaking Kane. Let's go. Kane. Let's go. Oh, fuck Seth Rollins. <laughs> there you go. Nice. Thank you very much for coming on with us. Thank you, guys. Uh, Yeah, so next time I come on, you guys don't have to pay the fee again. We're now now homies. All right. Hey, man, it's your show. If this sucked, sucked, which it didn't, but if it did suck, then, yeah, you guys have to pay the fee again. (laughs) (laughs) We'll charge you guys next time. We'll just come on and kick it. That's it. That means a lot, man. Thank you. Hopefully, we'll drop the battle ride on YouTube and we can watch that. Oh, that'd be that'd dope. Be nice. that'd be dope. That'd be cool. In full. They need to drop it in full because what they aired on TV was not in full. Uh, right. But uh, yeah, thank you guys for having me on. Um, thank you guys for being interested in my work. Um, uh, thank you for watching a lot of my work, Brad. Um, and you guys have an awesome day or an awesome rest of your day. Uh, Thanks, Alex. Don't do anything that. I wouldn't do. If I do, I'll name it after you. <laughs> Y'all have a good one. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, that was awesome. We want to yes, thank sir. Alex Cage for all that, for sure. Yeah, yeah. No, he's just one of the guys, man. That's awesome. Yeah, that was really good, guys. Really good. I enjoyed that a lot. Now that was awesome. Brad, how are you? All right, so you guys know I took my daughter back to college on Friday, and so I, I, I told her three days in advance. I go, look, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm leaving early. So I mean, how much packing have you done? She goes, Dad, I just have a, it's in a text. I can read it to you. A couple of finishing touches. I'm good to go. I'm like, great. 
So I get up at 5.30 in the morning last Friday. Now, we recorded the night before. 5.30 in the morning, I get up. And I actually did it. Okay? I got up. I'm at Dunkin' Donuts at 10 to 6. Uh, get ready to leave. I text her. Hey, on my way. So I'm driving. No traffic. No nothing. Everything is going real smooth. I see that she likes my text around 7.30 in the morning. Fantastic. Thanks for liking my text. About 9.30 in the morning, she lets me know. Well, uh, let's see. At 8.30 8 in the morning, she lets me know that She's not quite packed yet. I'm like, listen, now you got two hours, sweetie. You got two hours. So I get there. And West Virginia is an ass backwards town. Yeah, I said it that way. Ass backwards town. So I'm getting ready to pull up into the parking lot of her dorm. Now, it's like one of these parking lots. It goes far back. And, you know, there's a bunch of dorms on the side. I don't know what's going on. There's a cop there that looks like he got his uniform at some kind of Halloween store for children. Okay. So he's all tucked in. He's like, yes, sir. Yes, sir. How are you, sir? I'm good. Good. I'm good. I'm just trying to get in. You know, it's, it's move out day and trying to get my daughter. He goes, no, well, we're not letting anybody in right now. I'm like, why is that? He goes, oh, we got some construction going on in there. I'm like, well, I mean, you couldn't have picked a better day. So uh, when uh, when can I get in there? Now, this, I don't know any anything around this, this town. You know what I mean? He goes, well, well, we don't know yet. But the minute those trucks pull out, you can pull in. Well, that's vague. That is real vague. Now, when you're, when you're in West Virginia... I mean, I know for those that aren't looking at the video, it is hills, like hills, like you sit at the top of this hill. It feels like you're at the top of like a, uh, a roller coaster. Okay. And everybody's doing this. Everybody's all over the place, like kind of parked up there. I'm like, what the living hell? So I keep driving by and just giving this guy dirty looks and he just waves at me. You know, you're West Virginia. You're not, you're not in Philly anymore, Brad. No one cares. Yeah. So I pull into uh, the free parking garage, which was nice. Now I can't get my daughter's stuff from her dorm to this parking garage, but I can at least walk and just see what at least going on. So I do. And I walk by him like any luggage. He's like, no, no, sir. No, not yet. I'm like, all right, great. So again, no one's getting in. So I get into her dorm and I knock on her, on her door. I walk into this dorm room. It looks like it, exp- it looks like it threw up in there. It exploded. All right. There are 50 garbage bags, okay, that are half full with stuff. There are probably 200 hangers, like just laying across the room, dirt everywhere, just trash, and like bags that are half full of her stuff. She is not packed. She is not packed at all, okay? I had a goal. I had a goal of being back in Philly by four, five, whatever. No, 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 no. We are, I can't even pull into the damn place. And guess what? Even if I did, even if I did, she ain't ready. She ain't ready. I'm like, all right, let's get to work. So I start getting the garbage bags and I bring them out. Dumpster's gone. Oh yeah, we take it out this time of day. What do you mean you take it out this time of day? For what? Well, we dump it. All right, great. Where can I put these garbage bags? In the back of this truck. I'm like, perfect. So I'm doing all that. And then you get one of these like big laundry type baskets to put your stuff in. Okay. So it's like, a, it rolls. I don't know if you picture, picture it from the movie, Annie, when she hid inside the sheets. That's what I'm talking about here. Well, you can't go up and down the stairs with it. All right. You have to go in the elevator. Well, guess how many elevators there are? One. Okay. One. So everybody's moving out. You can fit maybe two of these laundry baskets, things, whatever they are inside the elevator. So she fills it up and she gives it to me and I go over. Now she's on floor two and I go over to the elevator. You cannot go down the stairs with it. I, I, I tried. You can't. Okay. By the way, you can't do it. So I'm waiting at the elevator and then the door's open. There's two people in there, two people with these gigantic things. So I'm like, well, obviously I can't get on. And they're like, yeah, obviously. 
but they're just, we're just looking at each other. This happened three times, three times. Okay. Finally, it comes to me and I get on and there's this woman there with a West Virginia shirt on. She's about my age. And she says, I'm from Pennsylvania. I'm like, great. I, I said, hello. I go, hello. She goes, yeah, I'm from Pennsylvania. I'm like, great. She goes, yeah, from Gettysburg. I moved out here five months ago because I couldn't handle the politics of Pennsylvania. She goes, I can't stand your leaders. I'm like, what, what are we doing? Why are you talking to me? All I said was hi. Why, I don't ask you your life story. So Did you have a Philly you, shirt or something? Nothing, nothing, nothing like that. <laughs> nothing like that. Actually, I had on a wrestling shirt. <laughs> Fucking Philly people, man. I'm telling you. So, so I'm, I'm, I'm ready to get off the elevator now. And I only have to go from two to one. And she goes, no. And I'm trying to get off because I'm done with this woman. And she's like, no, you're on six. I'm like, what? What? So I'm staying on the elevator. And then it goes one more floor. And I get off at seven. Why am I getting <laughs> off the elevator at seven? So now I'm on floor seven. Okay. And then, then it starts happening again. The elevators come to me. And I can't get on it because people are already on the damn thing. Now, my daughter's called me. She's like, where are you? I'm like, I'm on seven. She goes, I didn't even know there was a seven. <laughs> Finally, I get back on the elevator. I, I find my way down. And I and now like, I realize I haven't even, I don't have a car out here. I'm still parked in the parking garage. So now I have to leave this thing down here. And I have to go get my car from the parking garage. I pull it up and I get that in there. Now, but we're not done. We're not done because now I got to fill this car up again. And then, yes, the safest place is one, by the way. Floor one is the safest place because either you're getting off or you're getting on. But I know it's all going to happen all over again. So I get the two. I finally fill it up. And I'm like, every hunt, every Kendall, everything's going in here this time because this is the last trip we're making or else we're walking down the steps. So again, three or four floors. This, this, we were, I was ready. I left at 10 to six. I wanted to be back. <laughs> And then we finally get everything going. We finally get everything on the car. I got home at 6.30. I mean, I, it doesn't pay to no, be prepared. way past your bedtime, Brad. It doesn't pay to be prepared. <laughs> Anyways, great to have her back home. She decided she's not going back next year, which is fine. I missed her anyway. And uh, Rant and Stanton, next. Just mm. <laughs> funny how, like, that shit just, <laughs> that's, that's life, baby, you know. <laughs> a lot of your stories i'm like here we go here we go <laughs> wish i was making them up but i'm not well you know it sounded like it was almost heaven <laughs> you know boom i had to man it's morgantown <laughs> <laughs> life is older there brad older than the trees <laughs> fuck yeah hey it's a good song shout out john denver shut up yeah. that's all they sing there so I understand. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, we don't want to bring it. The... Oh man, that was about to be a bad joke. Speaking of jokes, <laughs> I guess it's uh time for you know the hottest rising segment in wrestling podcast and all podcasts. You know it, I know it, we all know it. That's right. It is a walka 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 with Adam. So Adam, what you got for us this week? I got a I got a couple of goodies right here. A little corny, but kind of funny. That's uh, Waka Waka Waka. Waka Waka Father Mike. I'm sorry. All right, so um, where do you guys think that pirates, where do you think they get their hooks? Hooks are us? From the secondhand store. <laughs> secondhand. Okay. That may be the best joke you've ever told on this That's show. That's pretty good. <laughs> I like that. Not really saying much, but you know. <laughs> but hey, exactly. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, what brand of underwear do scientists wear? I don't know. Calvin Klein. Ah. Calvin. <laughs> that was a hundred degree, uh, you know, Joe. There you go. It was not absolute zero. Boom. <laughs> so he says, my, my wife asked me the other day, where I got so much candy. I said, I always have a few tweaks up my sleeve. <laughs> I don't like dead jokes. <laughs> Look at Brad dropping his Awesome. <laughs> oh, you know, I've, I've, seen, I've seen a buddy of mine. He has this job where all he does is crush cans all day long. I asked him how he liked it. He says, man, it's so depressing. Waka, waka, waka. And I'm going to end with this one. Do you know of all of the inventions that were made in the last 100 years that the dry erase board has got to be the most remarkable? Boom. <laughs> <Ooh. laughs> what am I laughing about, huh? <laughs> I mean, it's got to be. Right? No, that is a lot funnier than a Dungey joke. Uh, <laughs> 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 oh, man. Hey, I enjoyed that, Adam. Oh, there was a bunch of gold in there for sure. I had a ball joke, but I didn't want Brad to get mad at me. <laughs> Probably would have flew over his head because there's no resistance with the hair and stuff. It's just, you know. Speaking of air, I got to turn mine off. So I hope you like those. Those I feel like those were some strong ones for this week. Yeah, I liked them. Yeah, they were good. Yeah. Waka, waka, waka. Waka, waka, waka. Dug it. Yes, sir. Word. Fuck me running. More to your mother. Yeah. I was about to edit this one time, but I didn't. It took a lot of editing. I guess, uh, you know, uh, little Jamesy James is up next, so we'll see. But no, uh, there's been a lot of, uh, you know, some things happening in uh, our recent uh, As We Record type of stuff. And, uh, you know, it kind of makes you, like, uh, ponder a lot of things and maybe uh, realize that, I mean, I'm not saying everybody's got to get along, but a lot of the shit is just trivial and, you know, just stupid when you look at the bigger picture stuff and, uh, you know, like we talk about our, uh, like podcast. I definitely do about it being an escape. I mean, you know, like, uh, the shit that's like, you know, like, uh, you don't have to worry about bullshit. Like just listen to us and ease your mind, all that stuff. And that's how I viewed a lot of ad free shows is like, you know, it got me through some tough times. Listen to podcasts and shit like that. Well, uh, you know, Mr. Odom, you know, Josh was a part of a lot of those. So it's just like, man, like, I like to view our show as just like your friends hanging out. You need a friend, hit play. <laughs> you know, like you got five right here. Like this is one of those like ease your mind type of thing. You know, relax. And to think about like Josh was a part of a lot of the podcasts that we use, <laughs> you know, to relax. Like, you know, it's kind of just it's real strange to think about, man. He gave me a bunch of shit for being a Cowboys fan all the time. Hey, uh, but it was fun, like, you know, talking to him all the time and everything. 
seeing him in Chicago, you know, like all that stuff, random spots. It's just uh, like, you know, sometimes uh, the breaks of life and all that, and I've talked about this to death, but it's, uh, you know, just something that I think everybody needs a little bit of just like a break sometimes. And to uh, to have something to where, you know, you can just straight up not think about bullshit or anything going on, I really think it's therapeutic and uh, people need to take advantage of no matter what it is, you know, that uh, you you do. Watch sports, watch TV, or whatever. But I think we all need that, uh, you know, good little break. And I think uh, Mr. Odom and his behind-the-scenes stuff provided a very good break for a lot of us when we needed it most, maybe. So, you know, shout out to him. Shout out to the ad-free family, for sure. Uh, you know, I just, uh, like, the things that he did for us, you know, and ease our minds and troubles, and we could do, like, isn't that what he would want, you know, moving forward? Like, you know, the train doesn't stop. People can always have problems. People can always look for an escape. And I'm glad that he provided a lot of mine. And I hope moving forward, we can provide a lot for, you know, other people. And that, that would be the best way. That's what he would want, you know. And uh, once again, shout out to his wife, his children, and his family, and, you know, all that. And I don't know, man. Like, there's a, there's a lot of good that's, uh, you know, like the escape that you need. There's a lot of good in that. And Absolutely. he provided, I mean, he, he took me from my lowest lows and, you know, brought me up. You know what I'm saying? So. I think that's it's really important that you know people just remember what it's all about, you know. I'll just put it that way, I guess. Amen. Boom. Well said, James. And speaking well, of timing's everything. <laughs> it is. And speaking of, you know, uh keeping everything like moving forward and progressing in a positive direction. Well, match two has two stars that my goodness, you've heard their names moving forward from this. What match is that? Oh, it is Matt Riddle versus Shane Swerve Strickland for the MLW World Heavyweight Championship. It took place, get this, at the MLW The World Championship Final. Shout out to that name of a whatever. <laughs> hey, that was nuts to me. But when did that happen? Oh, it was April 12th, 2018 at the Guilt or Jilt, don't know, nightclub in Orlando, Florida. It had an attendance of 350, supposedly. Probably more. But it had a match length of 21 minutes and 45 seconds. But that's just the, uh, well, hey, fuck. We, <laughs> is there a build up to this? Because it's not on the outline. So how did we get there somewhat? So the buildup is this. This was for the vacant MLW championship. This was a tournament. Yeah. So the well, buildup I mean, is that. does anybody have the tournament? Like so-and-so did so-and-so and so-and-so? Nah, I didn't do any of that. Fuck yeah. <laughs> My phone's dead, so I can't even look it up. No bracket. We just got the final. Uh, I think we need to take another timeout. <laughs> I'll share the link. 
Where am I sharing? I was about to say I can put, I can look it up. Yeah, please. And put it in the chat. My God, this is gonna have more edits, uh, James. You got you got your editing. This is gonna be hey. Buff was fun. Last week was pretty chill. <laughs> Today's gonna be a doozy. A professional podcast right here going on. No, hey, a professional it is not. podcast edits. <laughs> yeah, we need a professional yeah. editor because that shit is something else. Yeah, if you could share the link. Got it. I'm getting there. Good God, man. Oh, Jesus. I'm fine. I'm fine. Fuck I'm around. Fine. I'm watching the Sixers. Oh, Lord. Oh, did you see Michael Parsons, who is from the Pennsylvania area? They're like, oh, he's wearing a Sixers jersey. Oh, he wants to go to the Eagles, James. I'm like, he's from Pennsylvania. Like, what the (laughs) fuck? (laughs) You know? He went to Penn State. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Hey, what's up, girl? I think Adam has the ad-free shit. So this is going to, like, pop up probably four times. Well, I mean, oh yeah, so, is this where we're at, or do I need to start from? No, the start beginning? at the beginning. What the? Fuck? Well, why is it starting at fourteen minutes? Yeah, mine yeah, that's, that's where uh, I was mine last. Mine that uh, too. Watching that, man. So, what, where do we? How do we? How do we go back into this? Okay. All right. So, uh, yeah, so what's the countdown right now? All right. Go ahead. Well, you will see that match in three, two, one. Play. All right, so we have a commercial. (laughs) It's an intro. It's not a commercial. CM Punk. Brian Danielson. Brian Danielson. Got Dusty Rose over there, baby. Chris Candido in the four extreme horsemen. Oh, who's that guy? We need Bryant. Where's Bryant? You know, we need him. I got his number. No lie. Yeah, he'd be on in about five minutes. <laughs> no lie. I have his number. I history of every one of those matches. <laughs> I told him, be ready on Thursday. Let's make him get him on. All right. So that is a big belt. That is a big belt. So I have to say, guys, when I was watching this and the way that these introductions go, this definitely has, even though it's a very small arena, this is a big fight feel to it. And maybe that has something to do with how Matt Riddle, uh, for those of you at home that aren't watching, is being introduced. Matt Riddle is the same Matt Riddle you see in WWE today. He is doing absolutely nothing different, except he has different clothes on. He had a big uh, he's following st- here. They said he's only been in it like a couple months, and he's like, or five months or whatever, and it's just bro, bro, bro. So, well, that's what so I'm saying. getting at. I mean, yeah, has like the same music. Kind of uh, the same yeah. entrance, them like, saying "bro, bro, bro." Yeah. So I mean, well, that's the thing. You bring the gimmick with you, you get to keep it. You know, it's <laughs> uh, Matt Riddle's so currently five months into his professional wrestling run, and he's been with MLW for five months as well at this point, and he's currently undefeated. Yeah. So what I meant by a big fight feel is, you know, he is a he's a legit fighter. You know, um. You know, he's been in, he has MMA experience and, but yeah, you know, it's so funny. He comes out here and if you're watching at home, you know, you see this, it's so laid back, fun. Well, I think that ramp, the ramp has a lot to do with it too. You know, the crowd like right there kind of does have that like, you know, big fight type of like, you know, the way the crowd's positioned right at the camera and then that ramp is right there. 
it does look like you know they're walking through like a ufc type thing yeah and i love the riddle like you know he does this whole laid back thing and then guess what <laughs> once that fight starts game on <laughs> game on. he's in way badass shape here i know like, like you mentioned earlier when people are like oh that was when i was heavier that was when i was heavier i think he looks better right here than he kind of does now he looks that is three, yo- like the james that is three for three like zero like percent body fat stuff real billy said that though aj said that and now alex kane said that they all say it that's funny that they all just first thing you notice is look at that. Look at all that weight. Yeah, yeah. That was big. That was big. Hey, now, shout out to know. uh Swerve Strickland because I have a couple DUIs, so I also swerve when I drive. <laughs> you know, um, so we're gonna I've watched this match already and we're gonna watch it back with everybody here. This is but a great one. I have to say, I'm not really into swerve right now with what going on with the character and everything in AEW. But this swerve in this match, man, I can get behind this. This is this is really good. Uh, for those of you that aren't watching at home, just you should watch. watch I love this a swerve spoon right now. I actually it's had good. respect for Riddle in this match because I I don't give a fuck about the bro stuff, the sweet bros and bras, you know, like that meant my life, bro, bro, hey, bro, you know. Nah, I've always hated those type of dudes, but this is a pretty good match, and I, uh, you know. Found myself uh, respected Riddle quite a bit. You remember when uh, Riddle was? You guys weren't really watching NXT, but he was uh, tagging with Pete Dunne. Yeah, <laughs> I actually, yeah, I didn't watch much of NXT, but I would watch their stuff because it was such a contrast. I I truly believe Pete Dunne hated him. <laughs> <laughs> so Welcome that, back, Adam. That announcer, the ring announcer right there, his name is Tim Barr. He's the one that come out with uh, Jacob Fatu and me and James that night when we went and hung out. Honorary Ooze. Yeah, he was cool as hell. You can he, he kept trying that. to uh, he kept trying to hit on a uh, friend of the show. Eh, eh. Um, um, Come on yeah, now, <laughs> don't don't be betraying um, confidences that I have. No, no, no. no. <clears throat> I'm sure I can just use your imagination. You know, I'm sure y'all know who I'm talking about. Right. So y'all know one thing about MLW. My middle name is Lee. How about that? Really? So it's really that's what it stands for. It's not Major League Re- Wrestling. It's Michael Lee Whitaker. Yeah, that was Michael Loser Whitaker. <laughs> waka waka waka. My whole name Whitaker. Oh. Waka waka waka. So you should be watching this. Google find something. (laughs) If you're watching at home, you should pause it right now. And we're back. (laughs) That was fast. Yeah. I hate Skip. Hey, shout out. Shout out, Adam. Shout out, Whitaker. Shout out. So what do you guys think? What do you guys think of what Swerve's been doing in AEW? Eh. I love it. I think they're they're but they're prolonging this him and Keith Lee thing. I mean, this is what four years in the making. It feels like. I mean, fucking do it already. Yeah, I mean, he's gray haired. I have nothing with it. I I have no interest in it. I will say at Chicago that pay per view, woo, the boos were loud against them. And they were the baby faces, right? They were baby faces, right? Away booked, (laughs) booked as baby faces, and the acclaimed owned that fucking building that night. 
That was loud. I'll tell you. See, that's a, one of those situations where the the that that'd be a good thing to cover for all of us. Crowd goes one way. We didn't expect like uh, like the the women's title match at the last pay per view at Backlash. Everybody behind EO Sky for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> that was a surprise. That hey, was, but shout I out to Puerto it. Rico, man. They fucking that was that was live, they, dude. That, that was, was the, that was badass. We Both were zooming, nights. and I was like, "This crowd is fucking loud. Like, this is loud, loud." So shout Uno, out, Uno, Dos, Trace. Oh, that's good <laughs> shit, man. Dude, oh, that, was, that was like that was Stone Cold glass shattering pop that dude got. I freaking we don't have the it. sound on right now, but this crowd is really into this match as well. No, yeah. they are. They are. But, there's not that many people there. I, I think this is South Philly again, guys. It's no, not. Right. It's Orlando. It's Orlando. Oh, is it? Okay. I saw yeah, some of the Philly shirt. I li- I'm sorry. <laughs> you didn't. Yeah, I see. I, I, you know, I have middle... all of y'all on camera. <laughs> I see what happens when I do this. Matt Riddle, at this point, he's only been wrestling for three years. Or five months. No, he's about three years. But he's just real poised and everything. He, I think he's just, he made a good transition. Do you think that dog? Do you think that dog is at the <laughs> arena, or do you think it's uh, one of our dogs? No, that's, that's my neighbor's dog. Oh, is just that my dog? Because sure. <laughs> it actually sounds like it's coming right from the arena. It does. Yeah. <laughs> no, dog. Attendance was three hundred fifty. I actually just went outside and yelled my dog about it. I thought it was my dog. Hey, yeah. shout out Shivani. You can see him in the background. Yeah, James, who are the commentators? Fuck off, Devin. That's who the commentators... (laughs) No, that's a joke. Well, I'm glad you asked, Devin. The commentators are Tony Schiavone and Rich Bocchini. Is that how you say it? Bocchini? Bocchini? Yes, Bocchini. Yeah. How long did uh, Tony Schiavone do MOW? Not long. A little bit. As long as his contract going into him. But it was part of the MLW network with where the podcast was on, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. He seemed to love it. He seemed to really get into it. Yeah, he said he was just going to do it as like a, you know, like kind of a thing. And the next thing you know, like AEW hit him up and now he's doing the deal. One thing I noticed about this match is when they introduced the referee, uh, Frank Gastineau, the place yeah. goes freaking nuts. <laughs> I've never heard a reaction like that for a referee. True. Love the handshake, by the way. But I do James. love that aggressive, aggressive style by uh, Riddle. He reminds me of like just like we talked about before with um, those guys that just have a completely different character, like a Damian Sandow, like uh, Tyler Breeze, that have this character. And then they get in the ring and they absolutely kick your ass. That that's uh, that's that's Matt Riddle. Well, the fact that they mentioned UFC a bunch, I think uh, you know, kind of helps that too. But he's like some dude you just smoke weed with, and all of a sudden he's destroying you. Yeah, <laughs> it just it it's so good. But the predetermined mentioning of UFC, you know, kind of lays that seed too. Definitely. Yeah. So a lot of Matt submission here. Love it. Yeah, I like uh Swerve is actually putting it to Riddle. Uh, we were talking about Riddle being the Matt based wrestler and UFC fighter, but Swerve's the one that was kind of on offense for most of that transition there. I um he came I, out I, to Shaka Khan too, by the way. I just think this is a whole different swerve than what we're used to now. Yeah, because he's Shane here. They still call him Swerve, though. <laughs> Shane Swerve Strickland. Yeah. So four years later in 
in 2022, both of these guys would be tag team champions in their respective companies. Hey, do you know who introduced uh, Strickland into AEW, like on camera? Tony Schiavone. Brought him out with the contract, remember? Because it popped up the graphic swerve and then it came out. I think that was uh, the all in 2021 in Chicago. I liked him in Lucha Underground too, though. Why does Keith Lee look so old? Where is he? He has gray hair. What happened there? But why did that happen? Like, uh, I don't know. Favorite blows my mind. It was struck by lightning and it made all his hair white. Because he allowed it. Now they have a He could have shaved it or dyed it or anything. I mean, I know you. Chops. How old is he though? Chops. I mean, he's in his late thirties. I don't. He might. He's married to me. Yeah, you tell me. Yeah, but how old is she? Oh, nothing. Uh, when did she become part of the professional podcast? <laughs> when they got drafted a lot. <laughs> I feel like hey, I missed that. You there? Hey, like I was asking Alex, the fluidity of, uh, you know, I think the fluidity of wrestling really determines a good match and a great match. Or a good match, bad match, great match. Like, you can see a match that has a bunch of great moves, but if they start, stop, start, stop, like, we're going to do this, pause, do this, pause, trash. But the fluidity of stuff like this, I think it really, uh, they could do fucking clotheslines, and if it looks, you know, like constant motion, you know, everybody would be like, you see that? <laughs> hey, so Adam. We, got this guy, we, had, we just seen this guy walking down the stairs. Is he more worried about the beer or his cake? Both. <laughs> Wait, Adam, the way he was throwing him like that, um, is that tough on the back? As far as the person throwing you? Or the, yes, the guy on? throwing it. The guy throwing. Yeah, because you're actually having to bend down, like squat a little bit, and you're picking up dead weight, man. And it's, it's not really even because it's kind of outward because you're not really able to get under him. So it's just straight on your back, man. And it's just a lot to pick somebody up like that. It just seems it almost seems like a uh, like you like he shouldn't do it. And he's picked up some bigger guys in the past on on Raw. I've seen him do it. Now this here, ah, oh, that is so smooth. And him and even commentary right here. I think it was like, uh, oh, that shows the inexperience. Yeah. He's not going for the pin. Blah blah blah. Yeah. He's he's taking way too long. And him. Why is he waiting for him to get up, Adam? Came over YouTube to shut that down. Chapter six in the match and to give give Swerve time to kind of do what he's doing now. Well, yeah, (laughs) that's the that's what happened. (laughs) I mean, it's just hey, get used to this move because you may see the to to let everything kind of Mm. digest and everything really. I also think that hurts when you get thrown into the corner like that. Yeah, ask Finn Balor how it uh how it, awesome it, it is. It depends how you hit it. If you hit it evenly, Sting. it's not bad. Yeah, Sting. Sting had almost had to retire from Seth Rollins WWE. WWE. If you hit him uneven, <laughs> that's where it hurts. Well, it's Seth Rollins' move, right? Yeah. Yeah, that power bomb thing. Nah, we're not gonna get Buckle into bomb. that old. We should watch that match sometime because I got a bunch of hot takes on that one. <laughs> 
you know, he was saying about uh, Alex Kane that we had on earlier was saying about how these characters change or they, they become good guys and they were bad guys, but they don't do anything different. Man, there's no one better to say than we were just talking about Seth Rollins, huh? Talk about doing zero different. And then the crowd just said, hell with it. We're cheering for him. I don't think he can be a heel again. Uh, yeah. Unless you book it crazy. Yeah. I, I agree with you. It's going to be hard to, he's getting the legacy type of thing. Not, you know, like he's been like the guy, like he's been a top dude for a while now. So I think he's kind of getting to that, like they're going to cheer him, you know, because they know he's, he's good. He's a good performer. And James, if you take his music out, I think people will do it anyway. That's what I'm saying. Like he's yeah. such a good performer and they've seen him operate at a top level for so long now that he's going to get cheered. Like, he can be a heel and do a couple moves and people will still clap. Correct. Kind of well, like during the main event of Raw, well, this is now a week old, but uh, last week when he faced Finn Balor in the main event of Raw, they did something I've never seen before and completely shut off all the lights and all the music and just put a spotlight on Seth Rollins. And the fans just kept singing his song for like literally like two minutes before the match started. Dude, at oh, WrestleMania in LA, a conductor dude came out there and fucking 80,000 people were screaming it. That's yeah, that's good shit. He's over. Okay. That's over. Yeah. You know? Who else, who else can walk out there in the crowd? 80,0 people scream their theme. How short were your uh shorts, Adam? There it is. I, I did pants. I didn't like the shorts. Street clothes? No, I did uh, <laughs> one, of, one of the matches I had tights. Because I will say Riddle and uh Swerve here both are uh yeah, not leaving much to the imagination. But compared, but compared to what the Riddle has shorts. now, this is so much better than what he has now. Bro, <laughs> was him and Randy Orton not the best? I mean, it was annoying as piss at oh, first. God, yes, after a while, I was, I was coming around like it makes sense. What, what is his ETA? What's his ETA on coming back? Man. Um, that's here like, we go. Here really... we go. Yep. Once you start doing I mean, this type of stuff, if if you had that kind of life, if you had that life at home, would you be in a hurry to leave? Hell no. Adam, as an in-ring performer, I don't want to know the magic, but shit fire. <laughs> yeah, that looks very very shitty, and especially as this match progresses, like I don't know how that goes down, but. Fuck let's, just, let's just say that you don't have to sell. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you don't have to. I think these yeah. guys have excellent chemistry. I'll say that. I think yeah. good, what do you have in your notes? <laughs> Does he have an RKO logo? Is that what he has on his pants? Matt Riddle with a, uh, you know, caught it a smart shake over, over the top arm oh, bar. It's bro, but it's still the RK, RKO logo. It says bro. That so one, he, he those, uh, it, those look pretty he, snug. He had it planned here. And that, that he little, uh, I think there's probably going to be a receipt later for that. Can't tell if it's the Randy letters or the NWO letters, the font. Nah, same thing. Yeah, man, swerve. Uh, what are we doing? Bam! Oh, that was that was... But then he stands up. The no sell. Yep. He was he was high on his shoulder too, man. That was boom. He was high. Both no sell. Oh, that was good. Yeah. 
Oh, here we go. Oh, for those, is, for those oh, beautiful fishermen. Listening, what, I don't know what happened there. I can never do that. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Uh, went a for a suplex. Riddle countered it. <laughs> Whatever. Riddle countered with the fisherman suplex. Yeah. Into the cradle. Both Into the cradle. Oh, my goodness. Into a false count. And the crowd is going banana. So, Adam, I can't grateful. Do you want a secondhand income? Because if you can download an app from App Store, then you can build a pass. There you go. For those of you watching and with the kickout crew, we have a hell of a battle here and with the MLW world. The world? <laughs> the MLW world, baby. <laughs> and that crowd's hot. This is awesome. Well, now that riddle is pacing around, first Strickland is looking a little fatigued and a little uh, beat up. Matt Riddle is standing him. confidently in the ring. Oh, a kick and he blocked it. Oh, and Swerve Strickland kicks him in the chest. Adam, in a high-paced match like this, you have to have those rest spots with the uh, submissions, don't you? Oh, God, yes. I mean, if you watch Angle, you know, some of his matches, you know, he'll do his moves and then he'll do like a sleeper or like ankle lock as a rest hold. He's just standing there. I mean, they look tired. Uh, Riddle looks tired to me. Oh. Was them kicking each other in the chest? Their version of just doing chops? He does, but... just, like, kicks the chest? (laughs) I don't don't think Riddle is tired. Because he is coming from, you know, the UFC area. I know what you're saying, Mike, but suplexes and... Man, I don't know. So Riddle just got the go-to-sleep type thing, but then catches Swerve and Germans him. What was yeah, that? I, what's the, that why, why are you selling clotheslines when you're just getting fucking go to sleep and then just uh, suplexing the dude? That's exactly right, J.E. <laughs> <laughs> that was the dopest thing. Hey, clip that. <laughs> These kicks make me tired. Boom. He's, he's kicking him with his shin, too. Right? That's what I'm saying. Shin Them kicking each other in the chest. Is that their kind of spot? Instead of, uh, like, chopping, they're just going to kick? Like, it's the same They were of doing spot. chops earlier, right? I mean, look, that's that's your, your shin, your femur, right across your chest. Yeah, man. Yeah. Slap it. Pat. That he looks hurt. exactly the same, doesn't he? Except maybe a little mm-hmm. better shape right there. I well, think he's in a little better shape right there, but since his new video that has been released, I couldn't tell you. Oh, uh, mm. oh, that's good. Look at that little area there. Like he's got not much room. There's nothing there. That's funny. I said something about a leaked video, and you said, "Look at that little area." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I like that so much. So, Adam, I got a question. Like with them right here, this close to the crowd, how hard is that? For the wrestlers themselves, it's tricky oh, because, it <laughs> especially with no guardrail, no border, you don't never know if they're going to stand up to for, or whatever. You never know if a child will just kind of wander in your direction, and that's a lawsuit. If they're going to catch you when you go to the crowd, because Riddle kind of goes to the crowd like four times in a row here. You I like that they were hugging him. Just walk by, just kick the shot of him. God, he's a hell of an athlete, man. 
both of these so here guys. we go oh here we go big time spot right here here it is riddle Swerve yeah from the top turn right into the crowd onto the apron into the crowd they he got the hell out of there quick and then he? one two time <laughs> is he going for another one? Oh my guy's going back up on the top rope for a second one. Oh riddle cannot handle this no swerve don't please don't guy he can't Oh, 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 second one off the top. Whoa, it's got to be over. God, how did Riddle kick out of that? I don't like how Riddle was feeding for it. You don't like what? Look at that patient, man. How Riddle was feeding for it. How the fuck did he kick out of two? Two of them. Swerve's face. Like, what are you supposed to do? Right, exactly. Shoot him with a gun? Ooh. There you go. So now this is a rest spot for sure, and they need it. Man. Oh, yeah, I agree. They've been going Swerve's, hard. Swerve's ter- you know, taking his watch off. No, no, wait a minute. And they both know, like, you know, because what happens <laughs> after this, like, they both know, like, boy, if we have them now, wait for this, you know? So is he going to go to the well for a third time? Oh no! Oh yeah, yes, get a, the old step on the hand. The old step on a hand. How do you work that one? <laughs> What's his name? Always did that, huh? Man, freaking Butch. Dude, the stomping on the fingers, yeah. like man, fuck you! I ain't never do no finger stomps, but like fuck that. Oh my bad, man, slipped. Bam! <laughs> he stomped the shit out of your hand, like fuck that. Oh, oh, wait a second. Riddle, Riddle Absolutely. is with the offense. Oh, a powerbomb. Flip over. Oh, no those face. knees are stiff. One, two, and he kicked out. Hits him with the flashbang knee and then the Kenny Omega knee. I don't know what that's called, but. I'm sorry. If you hit somebody um, in the face with your knee trigger pad, you're done. That a boy, Brad. <laughs> How about that? And Excalibur <laughs> didn't even have to tell me. <laughs> What'd you call uh-huh. it? A moonsault? What'd you hear? Uh-huh. No, a reverse moonsault. Did y'all see this right here as a WrestleMania main event? Uh, no. Comes Riddle. Oh! No. Uh, I see it as a WrestleMania One, Intercontinental two, Championship match. Go! Oh, match for WrestleMania. Okay, so what about like a backlash or... Something like that. I, I just don't see Swerve as I think he's got a lot of skill. I don't see him as a main eventer. Opening match all day because it sets the pace of the night. Right, yeah, but I, he I wants, but he wants to come on the show. I'm I disagree. I, I honestly feel like Swerve could be a main event talent. We've been sure. disagreeing the whole time. So, you know, I guess he's, you do. He's got that attitude. He's got the gimmick now. Like, I think if he actually, like, if he can move on past this Keith Lee stuff, I think that he's gonna be a serious act. I liked him in a hit row. Yeah, exactly. He could have been main event. Yeah, they fucked that up. There. They were on yeah, the come they up. They fucked that up. You was ain't like, kidding. Released. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. let's get his. Well, let's get this ridiculous gimmick completely over. Over. And then stop over. doing it. And just yeah, release. And stop doing it. So ridiculous because that's a hard gimmick like to get over, dude. People ninety nine percent of the time shit all over that. They the were heels that, that got over. You got to run with it. 
They, they were heels, and, and, and people wouldn't accept that. Riddle just drops Swerve with a right hand when they're doing the punches in the center of the ring. I like that touch. They kind of normally go to a spot. Oh, here we go. Boom. Uh oh. One, two. two. I will say this. That was a cover with. with, That was a cover with purpose. Right. Too many false finishes. But. It was not. I'm about to lose my day. I get why Shivani says that. You lose your voice on this type of stuff. This match could have been five or six minutes shorter. Damn. I I like it. But then what do you cut out? The rest <laughs> spots? And then we would just shit on the fact that it was just all moves. I can understand the fact that it's long because it's for the MLW champion championship that just been reintroduced. Yeah, it's the the fucking event is called MLW the World Championship Final. I think that is so stupid as fuck. It's just it's very, very descriptive. Well, it's just yeah. Uh, there's no appeal this, to me. So this oh, here we go. Here we go. You this really is the one. Somebody, hey, you should get sound on this. So, yeah, I got something on this when they, he does it. Oh, oh you dude. missed it, but it snapped. And I don't know how you do that or whatever, but fuck me, runner. I thought he broke his damn arm. Well, I actually get a little pissed what happens after the match because of that. But if you remember the, the chance the from the crowd, you sick fuck. You yeah. sick fuck. You oh, sick yeah. fuck. Over now, Mike. Hell, you're fucking 15 seconds late on this. Yeah, it's yeah. over now, bud. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, it was a I hell of a try. I, well, I said, here try. comes the snap, and you were just like looking down. <laughs> this is Adam's gimmick right here. Because it does pop. Oh, and here we go. Oh, what did I say? That movie's going to come in again? Whoa. Wait a second. Wait a second. Uh, oh, 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 how did he pull that up? Oh, and the crowd is going banana. Look at that. How the fuck do you pull that move up? Oh, and he's got him. Oh, freaking beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Yeah, dude. The, hey, that one, the move with the stomp. Fuck around, dude. That's like a. That's like Seth Rollins' curb song style. Or, you know, curb song RKO deal. That's like the counter in air to the stomp. Sick. Sick. So I know the match is over for us, but I will say this. The shake the hand after, shake hand, freaking no problem at all with this, that arm. <laughs> <laughs> right? And they're selling, the, the announcers are selling the arm, and, and he does it. And it popped, dude. It's like, like there was a pop. It's like holy fuck, he broke it. Guys, is that the first time we've done a watch along with the five of us by ourselves? I think so. Yeah, yeah, that's fun. That's fun. Yeah, we've all done watch alongs, just not together. Yeah, <laughs> I'm kind of a fan of that. Or uh, with we have a guest normally. Yeah, that we should do that again. Yeah, that was fun, guys. What? Um, now Good what do match. we do? What's that? Now what do we do, huh? Oh, well, I guess it's, uh, you know, speaking of good matches and uh, enthralling entertainment and stuff that you know, kept <laughs> our attention while we were watching, well, what better way to transition to, uh, you know, Devin and his demographic? So Devin's demographic, what do you have for us this week? So I got a couple notes here. 
I got a couple okay. of things I want to talk about for my Devin's demographic. First one, we just watched a Matt Riddle match. We did? We did. The first thing I saw on Twitter this morning when I opened the app was a video of Matt Riddle. <laughs> we go now. Himself. And I, what, you want to talk about Matt Riddle's dick? Is that what we're doing here? <laughs> All right. Professional podcast. Something leaked on Matt Riddle a week ago. Fuck yeah, Devin. Nailed it. Go ahead. All right. Keep going, Devin. Don't listen to that guy. All right. Fuck you, James. I'll just skip to number two then. No, no, no. We want to hear it. No, go to number one, man. You had something prepared. No, no, no. No, no, Devin. Devin, Ed Sheeran won a lawsuit against Marvin Gaye's attorneys over the song Thinking Out Loud versus Marvin Gaye's song Let's Get It On. Yeah. They thought the rhythm and beat were too similar together. Well, Ed Sheeran's big uh, big three was there's only 12 notes that I can play in pop music. So how do you want me to put those 12 notes in order? Fair and Marvin point. Gaye's lawyers kind of had no uh, rebuttal to that. So Ed Sheeran has the rights to his songs again. I thought that was dope. That's my wife Hell and yeah, I song. Dude. Just so you know. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Mine and Eric is perfect. Right? So we watched hey. him recently. He was on American Idol coaching this week. And they, they, that came out the same day. And they sang the song on there. I'm like, ha! <laughs> What's worse is that he was on American Idol. You guys were watching. I watched. I I've made it very clear. Marriage, I bro. Marriage. You guys make fun of. But they do marriage. <laughs> yeah, that's a marriage thing. That is us, or that is them, or what are you? It is whatever. Saying? Million little things, right? <laughs> hey, here's another demographic. Uh, Brett Favre dropped his lawsuit against Pat McAfee. He dropped it. I didn't know that. That's yeah. Pat McAfee started his uh, show today with a major announcement. That major announcement was like. Brett Favre pulled the, uh, you know, uh, defamation lawsuit. That's that's cool as hell. Shout uh, out yeah. Pat McAfee. And, and to not go to litigation and go to court and court costs and all that stuff, hire an attorney, yeah. It saves well, both the money because, you know, allegedly Pat said things. Boom. And I'll leave that Easter egg for the Pat McAfee show fans. Allegedly. Allegedly. For my third one, I kind of want to... It's it's a third. I said I had a few. I shit all over the first one, man. He has to get two in. My it's third Devin's one. double shot, remember? <laughs> it's about the zip code bros. They were trying to shit on Nitro Pepsi and say that Dr. Shasta was better. Ooh, it's not yeah, even a real soda. So is this a second view we're having with them fools? I mean, what the fuck is going on here? I don't know. Shout out to the Zipco bros. I like uh, Gallagher, Ben. And I know you guys are going to love this <laughs> because they recently signed <laughs> Allison Faye for an exclusive contract. She can now only be seen on the Zipco bros. Oh, that I'm calling bullshit right now on that. Watch yeah. the latest episode and find out. Hey. Watch next month. Well, hell, uh, just have Mike tamper with the contract. <laughs> He's good at that shit. <laughs> Mike tries to tamper with contracts. Uh, I believe I can change the I can change yeah, the you know, have have contract. Yeah, I, I can change the contract. It. On this is the match. most interaction yeah. we've had is when we mentioned their name, and you guys are just like foaming at the mouth about him. We're not taking Allison from us. Not, not you, Allison Brad. You know the other three are just like shout out to Zipco Bros, man. You're over I, I didn't with hear us. anything. <laughs> so we have an exclusive contract with Allison Faye. Get the hell out of here. Not happening. 
The only reason I'm bringing them up is because they're talking shit about Nitro Pepsi. Well, yeah, everybody does. They talk shit about us every week. Can't wait to clip this out. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Well, that's what I and my demographic have been uh, talking about this week. Yeah, so back to you, James. Good. Man, I, you know, I'm surprised that nothing else happened. You know, that that was the, uh, those are the ones that rose at the top, huh? Hey, well, thanks, Devin. That was a great demographic. Can't wait to hear more of that type of stuff moving forward. Uh, I, what what else do you hey, want to hear? I don't know. Fuck, I'm just giving you shit. This weekend, there, because bridemates are going to try and dress Oh, us. Lord Almighty. Yeah, here we go. Mike, can you uh, fire up something to get us the fuck out of that? <laughs> you know, so what? It's Mike's meat minute time. So, Mike, what you got for us? Actually, I have something that's very good. This is a brown sugar Italian chicken. So what you want to do with this one, get you four to six chicken breasts. You want half a cup of brown sugar and one packet of Italian seasoning, the dressing seasoning. Mix the brown sugar and Italian seasoning up. Spread it over the chicken and bake it. Four or six, mind you. Yeah, four or six. I got it. But you have that five seasoning if you're doing six. How many people are you feeding? Are you feeding four people? Are you feeding six people? I don't know. Five people. And if I'm feeding six people, wouldn't I have have more seasoning than the four? Or am I just straight up over sodiuming the four? No, just do do it. Sodium is a good word. Juices juices flow, buddy. Juices float? They do. They flow. They flow. Flow. So I got it. You want to get your oven cooking at 425. Get it preheated. Put everything all together. Preheated. Spread all that seasoning, all of that chicken. And you want to bake it for 20 to 25 minutes. Just be done by then. You take it out, you got your little juices, your Italian brown sugar, Italian dressing on the side, and it comes out fucking perfect. Serve it How with many degrees? Uh, 425. Oh, I got you. 425 for about 20 to 25 minutes. Yeah. What do you normally make on the side? Uh, you can do, I like Brussels sprouts and rice. Ooh, I do some kind of rice. I do rice like, is good. Brussels sprouts. I mashed potatoes. Brussels. I tried you to like Brussels sprouts. Mashed potatoes and you can do mashed potatoes and use the the juices for your gravy. Boom. That's a good oh, idea, too. That right It that takes bomb, good. man. It takes ray bomb. Yeah. yeah. You'll get learned, Devin. You'll get learned to the south. You'll get learned. You, yeah. you can do right rice and eat the stuff. Mm-hmm. I make mashed potatoes like four times a week. But it's the juices of the meat that you make. It's, yeah, juice is meat. And it's, it's sour cream, baby. It's heated, so it kills all the stuff. You ain't gonna worry about nothing. So anybody that thinking, oh, that's nasty. Nope. It's good for you. So is it Italian uh, what, chicken? It's uh, brown sugar Italian chicken. Brown sugar Italian chicken. Yeah. Sounds good, Mike. Sounds healthy. It is healthy. Oh, it's healthy. No, you know, I'm not kidding. I'm not, sometimes I'm not kidding. 
No. Well, here's the thing. It'll be more healthy if you have the six breasts because there'll be less uh, sodium seasoning on each one. Yeah. You want to sodium. I mean, or, or and if you do it with rice, juice, rice, or you be, get the extra juice and put it on your potatoes or rice or something. I mean, rice would be more healthy too. Ain't nothing yeah. like chicken breast and rice. That's how a lot of people, you know, like that's catering right there. <laughs> Adam knows. How many wrestlers go to catering and just get rice and fucking chicken breast? You know? Yeah. Oh, and egg whites. There you go. See? Boom. Sounds good, Mike. <laughs> Fuck off, That's your nice meat unit right there. All right. Well, hey, uh, you know, Mike, sounds like a uh, good brown sugar and Italian chicken breast. And speaking of uh, so good, so good, Adam, what happens to me next week? We're having another show. Hooray! Yes. Oh, the special guest. Okay, my fault. Season two continues. Oh, so next week. Alex Kane was, was the best part of this episode. <laughs> 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 I was able to wrangle uh, a host. A host, hell. A person to come on. He's actually the vice president of programming Ooh. and creative development. For the premier streaming network. BSN. He also got best host award from the Academy. Academy of Web Television. Like yeah, I was about to say, what does his Wikipedia say? <laughs> Not a winner. Anyway, we got Josh Shurnoff joining us next week. Yeah. Hey, Josh Shurnoff, uh, big yeah. time dude. Uh, he's been a. Uh, Wrestling, what promoter, announcer, manager, yeah, wrestler? I think. Yeah, just recently on the particular? game of it. He wants to watch Adam. Hadn't told me yet. Oh, I knew but it. I so by the time this airs, we'll definitely know. But yeah, uh, sure off is gonna be our next guest. Uh, can't wait because that's a big time uh, get for us. You know for yeah, sure. For super great guy. Oh yeah. Hey, and he'll be dapper, and he'll come in live from the studio. No, I'm excited. I like Josh. Uh, he's good. Thanks, Adam. See, the, the hits just keep on coming with uh, your show, The Kickout Crew. we got a lot of things on the horizon, and, you know, things are only getting better, it seems like. And uh, for, uh, you know, yeah. hey, for hey, a brethren from another brethren, uh, you know, shout out after shows. Top guy, you know, one of our uh, one of our own, and uh, to everybody here and uh, everything. Uh, uh, we do have to mention we have a new merch store. Oh, <laughs> that is also true. And boy, howdy, is it a doozy! Here's the thing: we have uh, your boys have been picked up, and we have a uh, great partnership with uh, a merch uh, provider. A merchandise store, they're hell, they're, uh, you know, well, big business now. It is uh, angrylemonade.net, and you can see your show and many other more shows, like uh, Boss Shots or Boss Boss and Chair Shots, and you can see your favorite wrestlers who have been on this show. Throw Billy Silas is on Angry Lemonade. AJ Kazan is on Angry Lemonade. So why not uh, log on to that? That is angrylemonade.net, and you can see a lot of the merchandise 
and we have maybe a couple of little surprises, uh, you know, in store. Can't wait for uh, to see how this partnership flourishes. Can't wait to see uh, what type of merch that we'll be seeing y'all wearing in the future. You know, I'm pumped. Me too. Hey, go back to the shirt ideas. Hey, shoot us a, a message or something. Damn. Yeah. If you have any personal ideas for your show, then you know how to reach us. Who do you want on besides John Cena? Because we ain't getting him. But who do you want on? Also a shout out again to bot shots and share shots. Uh, Mike, me and Devin did uh, make it make an appearance there on one of their episodes. Uh, Anything goes. So be sure to check out them, that show and everything they're doing over there. They, uh, they do a real good job. Yeah, that was a lot of fun too. And speaking of uh, Mr. Devin over here, I think me, Devin and Mr. Bryant are working on something special for another episode. We're going to cover 1998. And this guy, you have burned it. It's going to be very special. Raw. So stay tuned for that. Episode one is coming out soon for that one. Thanks for the invite, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're that was on the last Brian episode. No one. Yeah, it's Brian on there. It's going to be very special. Hang on. So I me, got uh, Brian's me, number. Me, Adam, Please. and. Because uh, I want to chime him in sometime. Me, Adam, and what's his name? We're doing another show. Yeah, exactly. Coming out soon. <laughs> dangerous clicks. James. That's what takes down. Nope. There ain't no dangerous clicks. That's what takes down groups. Dangerous clicks. Well, whether it's 78, 88, 98, 2008. Bryant knows his shit, so <laughs> he kind of um he came aboard to it. He's uh all right. Doing it. So Thanks, we got a little James. something special going that we're gonna work on, and you know, hopefully, it kind of kicks off something. Thank you, Mike Loser, uh, Mike Lee. Oh boy! After that one, the tape machines are rolling, huh? Boy, if you uh, <laughs> if there's something you want to watch that maybe piques your interest. That'd be the type of thing that Devin uh, on Devin demographic may be able to, uh, you know, inform you on. And that is that Devin D-19. Devin D-19 for Devin's demographic. And, you know, you can watch these ratings go up uh, with the Waka Waka Waka. If you have any dad jokes that you want to hear Adam read on air, that may be funny, maybe not. He had a damn good one this time. That's all I'm saying. But that is a walker, walker, walker with Adam. And if there's a, an interview that you may be interested in, you bet your ass Adam may be doing it. And that is uh, Adam underscore from underscore Bama. Who, uh, you know, just keep uh, keep your eyes peeled on that. Yeah. Eyes peeled on certain situations. Is there some type of things that just kind of sort of piss you the fuck off? And doesn't real life happen like every single day of our lives? Well, wouldn't that be something that old Rain Standing can just uh, talk about? Well, of course it is. And that is, uh, uh, was it Yes Man Brad? Because why wouldn't it be? That is Yes Man, uh, at Yes Man Brad on Twitter. And, you know, of course, he's going to talk about the things that grind not only his gears, but your gears and all of our gears, you know? And uh, we're just heating up on this because there's some bonus episodes that our man Mike does. And uh, you can reach him at 1028 and why not, or at Whitaker 1028. And why did I say that it's eaten up? Well, because that's Mike from Mike's Meat Minute. And you can also submit recipes and you can hear some of your favorite recipes. And hey, if you cook a recipe, 
fucking send some pictures. Let us know how it turned out. You know what I'm saying? But that is uh, at Whitaker1028 for all that. <clears throat> and of course, I happen to be James Elcora. You can reach me at my name. Not my name, literally, but it's at James Elcori. And we are at Kickout Crew, always. And you can follow us on, uh, you know, Twitter. You can look for us on Facebook. You can watch, subscribe, like, comment, whatever all that stuff is on YouTube. And, you know, uh, the TikTok is good. I'm assuming it's Kickout Crew also because, hey, it's your show. You know how to find us. So, um you know how it, how how everything kind of happens, and of course, you know, there's going to be some bumps in the road, and there's going to be some trials and tribulations. But for every bad moment that happens in life, doesn't that make you appreciate the good times that much more? So never ever ever succumb to the pressure of when things are uh, you know pinning you down, as some would say. You know why? Because you have the power to kick out it too. And that's what we do. That's what you do on uh, your show, The Kickout Crew. want to thank everybody for a great episode. want to thank Alex Kane for joining in. And, hey, let's make this our week. You know? That's what I was saying. You never, you don't know how many you have, so make every day your day and make your week your week. What's stopping you? Kick out. But yeah. Thank you, everybody. And uh, we'll see you next week. Peace.